Thank you so much for joining us today. This podcast is a ministry of Mountain View Baptist Church in Thomaston, Georgia. For more information about our church or services, please visit our website at mvbaptist.org. We sincerely hope you enjoy the message. I know, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that I am ready for 2020 to be over. Amen? Now listen, I love every day I live. I love every day I live, and I, I don't want to just throw them away. I don't want to throw them away, Ronnie. I, I, but here's the thing I do want to do. I, I want to get into the next one as fast as I can possibly get into it. I, they told me, you know, everybody, every problem I have on my phone, they tell me if I just cut it off and turn it back on that everything would be all right. I wish I could do that with the year 2020. It never worked. Try to cut it off. Try to cut it back on. It just kept coming back at me. Full speed ahead and stronger than it ever could come back at me. I'm going to tell you this, I used to, uh, I used to watch, you know, some of those little prepping shows and these guys that were preparing for the end of the world and all that kind of stuff like that. And never once did I see, I was taken off guard with 2020 because never once did I see them with hordes, you know, hordes of big, big, big piles of toilet paper. I didn't know that was going to be a problem, but that, there, it was a problem. We had to buy a whole bunch of that. There was all kinds of problems we've had in 2020. All kinds of people who've passed away. There's all kinds of things that have happened politically. Just an absolute mess. And we think a lot of times in our lives we want God to fix everything all of a sudden. Say, God, I, I just, if you just come in and you just take care of this in one bank, just take care of one bank and, and, and beyond the rapture and him taking us out of here, we just want, we want a solution to our problem, whatever that problem is. The prayer that we're praying to him, we want a, we want an immediate, an immediate answer. And God does it a little differently. Almost every time in prayer and almost every time in answering prayer, he does it a little different than that. He didn't come in and just solve 2020. He didn't come in and just solve our political issues. But there is something God does over time. And he takes his time. He methodically works through what you're going through to make something even better. If you would, please stand for the reading of God's Word. We're going to be at Exodus 23. I know you see the brick. You think, man, we're going to be talking about bricks and hay and all this other stuff like that. No, 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 no. We're, we're somewhere completely different. Exodus chapter 23. We're going to start with verse 20. It says, Behold, it says, I send an angel before thee to keep thee in the way and to bring thee into a place which I have prepared. Beware of him and obey his voice. Provoke him not, for he will not pardon your transgressions, for my name is in him. This is Jesus himself. He says, my name is in him. He says, I'm spirit. I'm sending an angel before you, Israelites. My name is in him. My name is in him. Don't provoke him because he won't forgive your transgressions if you provoke him. He won't forgive him. And, and, and here's the thing. The only one that can forgive, forgive sins is God. That's right here. And he says, he says that. He says, he says, don't provoke him. Verse 22, but if thou shalt indeed obey his voice and do all that I speak, and thou wilt be an enemy unto thine enemies. And an adversary unto thine adversaries. For mine angels shall go before thee and bring thee into the Amorites, and the, the Perizzites, the Canaanites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites, and I'll cut them off. Thou shalt not bow down to their gods, nor serve them, nor do after their works, but thou shalt utterly overthrow them and quite break down their images. And ye shall serve the Lord your God, and he shall bless thy bread and thy water, and will take sickness away from the midst of thee. 
There shall not nothing cast their young, their young, nor there be barren in thy land. The number of thy days I will fulfill. I will send my fear before thee, and will destroy all the people to whom thou shalt come. And I will make all thine enemies turn their backs unto thee. And I will send hornets before thee, which shall drive out the Hivite, the Canaanite, the Hittite before thee. Listen to this, what's coming up. Verse 29. I will not drive them out before thee in one year, lest the land become desolate, and the beast of the field multiply against thee by little... And little, I will drive them out from before thee until thou be increased and inherit the land. You may be seated. Here, here, here's, here's the thing. See, God's making a promise. He's making a promise to his people. Now, I understand the context. Before we can get started, I understand and I appreciate and I respect context. I understand that what, who God is talking to is the Israelites. I understand he's talking at a particular time that the Israelites are moving into the Canaanite land and God is beginning to promise them and saying, listen, I'm sending my angel before you. I'm sending, this is how I know you're going to win. I'm going to send my angel before you. And, 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 and he tells them, he says, listen, but I want to let you know in all of this, I'm sending power with you. I'm sending fear with you. I'm sending, these people are going to be scared of you. And look, in this world out there, how are Christians how are Christians going to enter into the next year? I was determined. I started figuring out this is a sermon series, and when I started figuring that out, I said, I'm going to start the sermon series on a Sunday night. The reason I am is because of the people who are here on a Sunday night. It'll go tonight, it'll go next Sunday morning, and it'll go next Sunday night. It's called the bricks, the tracks, and the calendars, and tonight it's the bricks. And what I want to talk about here, the reason we're using bricks is Every single thing that you do in this church, every single thing you do in your life, negative or positive, has an effect on everything else. And everything that we're doing in the Christian walk is building a wall of strength for Christ and his kingdom. We say, what are we going to do in this next year? And it's like almost as if, is there some kind of magic thing that we can make the year better? And God says, this is what we're going to do. We're going to be able to retake America, we can retake our homes, retake our land, but it's not, I'm not coming into Shazam, it's all there, it's going to be little by little. You say, well, I don't know if I like that too much. Really doesn't matter. Because here's what happened. How did the devil take everything in America? Little by little. See, it was one compromise after another. It was one thing after another. And see, every detail matters. Every detail matters. And if I hold up, if I hold up one of these bricks, every single detail in the church matters. Every kind deed you do, it matters. Every time you serve, it matters. Every time you sing, it matters. Every time you praise, it matters. It's one more brick into the wall of strength. And he says, listen, little by little, we're going we're gonna to build this back up. But the negative things can be just as bad. You can take a brick off the wall as easily as you put it on. And here's what I want to make. 1991. It was October of 1991. Chicago Symphony, one of the best in the world. They have three of the best uh, conductors that are about to play or about to, about to guide these, these musicians. They're about to get up there and conduct, and they're three of the best in the world, and everybody's in there, and they paid big money to be in there, big money to be in there, and they get in there, and they're, they're, they're about to sing, and before they, before they have the performance, they're giving everyone a, 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 a watch, and they give them this, this uh, special watch just to commemorate this night, and they all have them throughout the whole place, and they're about, to, they're about to conduct these great musicians, and everybody's in just awe, and they're ready, and they're ready, and they begin to play, and 10 minutes in, Every single watch in the entire place begins to go off in their alarms. 
The Chicago Symphony's trying to play. They're trying to play. They're, they're, they're getting through as best they can, and the music's okay, but not what it should be, and people are scrambling to figure it out. Finally, they stop the music, and everybody, uh, the, the, the people, the ushers, and everybody begin to take up the watches and such. The distractions in life are just as important as the things we do for God. Somebody say, well, listen, what about a church service? And, and let me just go here for just a moment. Let me just go here for just a moment. Distractions in the church service are the same thing. Now, now, now you say, oh, Ryan, well, listen, I, listen, we love your babies and we love, we love you. More than anything, we'll just love them and comfort them. But I'm going to tell you something. Somebody walked into the service and they've never heard about Jesus before. And they sat on the back row and all of a sudden they're listening and they're so intent. Pastor Rex is bringing it and going. And all of a sudden, now listen, this isn't going, I'm not going off on somebody's child. My goodness gracious, I've had children. But think about this, what the devil used. The baby's not from the devil, but that baby just start crying. All of a sudden, that person can't pay attention. All of a sudden, that person can't pay attention. But folks, listen to me, listen to me. Those distractions are the distractions in the world, and the distractions taking us away from God, and the distractions taking away from this. And he says, listen, he said, the way we're going to take all of this back in this world, you've been distracted by everything, materialism, you've been distracted by politics, you've been distracted by all that. How are we going to take all of this back? We're going to take it back little by little. We're going to work on this. We're going to work together to see this happen. We're going to do everything that we can. And all these little things that you've been doing before that have been adding up, that have been destroying your family, the little things that have been adding up that have been destroying your churches, the little things that have been adding up that are destroying your politics, he says, we're going to go in the opposite direction. I can get you through and I can help you win this, but we're going to do it little by little. The first thing I see are the bricks, the bricks of promise. Folks, let me ask you a question. What have you promised God in 2020, what have you promised God? What have you, what have you lied about in 2020? Let's go back to December 2019. You're all sitting there. You said, oh, I got goals. I got goals. Oh, I got, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. God, I'm going to read this Bible more. I'm going to be in the Bible more. I'm going to sing more. I'm going to be a part of this. I'm going to serve more. I'm going to do these things. And here's the thing. Somebody lies to you and you're ready to go to a lawsuit. But somebody lies to God and we say, oh, well, listen, we'll just do that next year. Lies can be cute. A little a man was called by a school one day and he said, listen, the teacher on the other end said, listen, we caught your son lying. He is lying so much, we got to send him home to you. He said, well, he's a good liar because I don't have any kids. Amen? But what happens? What happens when you made a promise to God? Winston Churchill was a fan, fantastic prime minister. But he'd been married to his wife for 55 years. And he finally decided long before the 55 years that he was going to give up being prime minister. That's a big deal. They said, why'd you do it? Why'd you give up such a powerful position? He said, because before I ever got it, I told my wife, Clementine, I promised her that if ever I was prime minister that I'd serve, I'd serve faithfully. But then I'd walk away when it was time to spend my rest of my life with her. A promise. How many is a promise, God, when God says, be strong and courageous, be not dismayed, for I will go with you wherever you go. When he promises, we lift our hands and say, that's a promise we can count on. But when we promise God, every promise matters. Every promise matters. And I've got some 
I've got some water here. I'm not going to lay a whole lot of brick, guys. I promise you that. It made me a living for a lot of years. But every time you make a promise that you keep, every time you make a promise that you keep, you're laying another brick in this strong wall. You're laying a brick in there, and you're making it stronger, and you're making it bigger. Every time, every time you get a chance to make a promise to God, here's the problem. When you say, I'm not going to do it anymore, you come back and you take that brick off. The wall gets weaker. You say, how did America get like it is? Because we keep taking off our promises. How did America fall to where it is? We keep taking off our promises. We promise God this. We promise God we're going to do this and this and this. And instead, we keep taking bricks off the wall. He said, I want to make America strong again. The problem is we keep saying, oh, I'll do this, God. I'll, I'll be this for you. I'll serve you. I'll do all I can. I'll do, I promise you that. But how about halfway through, oh, Lord, just forgive me. You know how I am. I'm just human. And then we go run into his promises over and over again. And he promises us time and time again that he will be there in the midst of it. He'll be there for us. He won't leave us. He'll never forsake us. Oh, my goodness, one of the best ever. I remember when I came here and I was interviewing in front of the deacon board. And Johnny Dawson looked at me and said, oh, what's your life verse? I mean, if you want to get asked some crazy questions, come to Mountain View for an interview. He said, what is your life verse? I said, oh, it's Jeremiah 33 and 3. Call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and, great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Oh, I love that promise. I just grab on to the promises of God. If I will confess my sins, he is faithful and just to forgive me and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I will grab on to that promise. Oh, but when I promise him, I have no, he, how can he even trust me? How can he even trust me in the middle of, oh, I see his promises right in the middle of this. I see what was promised. When I read, when I read in the scripture and I, and I read verses 20 through 23, behold, I will send an angel before you. America, I'll send my spirit before you to take all of it back if you'll obey my spirit. If you'll obey my spirit, it's as simple as that. It's time and time again. He says, little by little, if you obey me, if you obey me, I will take it back. Oh, I know the politicians have lost their minds. I, and I don't understand how demonic somebody actually can be. A lot of them are just loony. A lot of, the, a lot of their antenna don't pick up all the channels, amen? A lot of them are a little messed up. I told, I was telling uh, Sunday school this morning, I said, sometimes I think my sewing machine doesn't have all the thread, amen? And it, these, these folks are crazy. But what does he promise? Steve, he promises. He says, I can fix this. He said, I see the promises and all this, this new year. Oh, if we would just do what he's called us to do. If they, listen, every time we get up on a stage and sing, that's your artwork. You say, hey, let me, let me, let me, let me tell you all a story. This isn't even in my notes. This is free. Not, no charge. Over in, over in China, this is what you can do. You can go to China, and you go to a certain part of China, and all these people do, there's thousands of them. They paint oil paintings. They paint painting after painting after painting after painting. There's no, there's no art in it. They're painting paintings and they put them out, manufacturing them, putting them out for people to buy all over the world. Oh, it's a pretty picture of a flower. Oh, it's a pretty picture of a thing. It's, oh, it's a pretty picture. And they're just going through the motions. But you can go to an artist that's taking their time and has found something beautiful to draw. Look, every time we're on this stage and we are singing a song or you're out there, you are presenting either an oil painting that you are just manufacturing or you are presenting a piece of art. 
it's up to you what you want to give him. It's up to you whether you want to be Cain or Abel. It's up to you whether you want to present him with an oil painting where you just barely got through it. He said, listen, I don't even know. Listen, I don't know. I, here, here it is. Best I can do is go through the motions. Oh, I see the promises and all this. I see the bricks of promise, but I see something else. I see the bricks of preparation. You say, oh, Ryan, what about, what about 21? What about 21? Let me tell you what every church in America ought to do. Prepare for rain. He said, I'm going to send my angel before you. You're going to go and fight. I'm sending fear. I'm sending hornets. I'm sending all this stuff, and you're going to be able to fight this battle. But guess what? They still had to go in and fight the battle. They still had to get a sword. They still had to fight. And here's the preparation in it all. You've got to get ready for rain. Say, oh, I want revival. Who's ready for revival? Who's ready for every man, woman, boy, and girl who doesn't know Jesus to come rushing into our doors and start asking you questions about Jesus right now? Who's ready for 2 o'clock in the morning for somebody to call you up and say, oh, by the way, there's a rush of people at your church all trying to get inside to find the pastors. It's 2 in the morning. What do you mean it's 2 in the morning? I'm telling you, they're at your church. They're trying to get in. There's hordes. There's hundreds. There's thousands. They're trying to get in your church. Who's ready for them to come in? Who has prepared themselves for it? There's men, two men. They lived in adjacent houses, and they had a fence between them. And Victor, there had been months before it had rained since it had rained. And there was one man, he would look over the fence and his buddy would be digging in the yard. It was so dry and hard and he had his pick and he was digging in the yard and he was putting in an irrigation system and all. And he said, man, what are you doing? He said, he said it's going to rain one day. He said, man, you're crazy. It's been so long. And he just walked away. A few days later, he looked over again. He said, what are you doing? He said, I'm building a little retaining pond. I got a few acres here. I'm building a little retaining pond. He said, man, there's no rain. He said, I'm getting ready for rain. Oh, and then the rain came. And oh, both people were happy. Both guys were ecstatic. They, Listen, oh, he said the rain. The rain came. The rain came. But then a few weeks later, everything was dry all over again. That one man that was joking went over and looked over the fence. And that irrigation system was pumping water that they had stored in there. He said, my goodness, he said, oh, listen to this, how people do. <laughs> he said, oh, that guy's so lucky. That guy's so lucky. Look at him. He, he's, he's so lucky he's got green. No, 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 no. The reason he has green grass is he prepared to have green grass. He, he, he was in preparation for it. You say, oh, listen, the reason, look, look, for 120, oh, little by little, little by little. Hey, God told uh, Noah, build this ark. Build this ark. Preach and tell everybody to get in the ark. Hey, after, after year 10, I'm done, man. God ain't coming. I don't know what he's talking about. He kept preaching. He kept preaching. He kept preaching. He didn't give up. Oh, that the church would not give up. Would keep preaching and keep preaching and keep preaching no matter what the politicians say, no matter what the world says, no matter how crazy you look. Oh, Noah kept going. He said, oh, God, when are you going to do this? And God said, little by little, Noah, I'm going to make sure you just keep preparing. Rain's coming. You just keep preparing. Church, don't lay down and do nothing. We got to get ready. We got to prepare our fields. We got to prepare our yards. Listen, the harvest is coming. Is, are we ready for the harvest? Oh, let me tell you, we used to build schools. And I'd build schools all over the place. But what the government would do in schools is they never would let you build bigger than what you had. 
You were building multi-million dollar schools and they never let you build bigger than the population of the kids you had. So you would finish the school and they would move in and have, 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 have units that they would have to bring in to put kids in and not even in the new school. They would be growing so fast. They said, no, 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 you can't build big enough. You can't do big enough. Let me tell you something, folks. If there's anything that God's people need to be doing, if there's anything we need to do, it's prepare for the harvest. Is prepared, say, okay, it's not going to be any big deal. We'll have room at the end. Our end will have room. We'll make sure when they're, when they're ready, when the harvest is coming, we'll make sure that we have a place for them to be. And we'll make sure we know what God needs us to know. And we'll give them all we've got. We just listen, listen, we, I see the bricks of preparation. It kills me how many people want to dig a foot and expect oil. They want to dig a foot. And they expect oil? Oh, friends, how many churches? Oh, they'll go in there and say, listen, let's start this. Let's do this. And they'll do that. And it didn't work the first time. Oh, listen, we got to give it up. Oh, we're not going to do this. The people are going here. The people are doing that. People are leaving. People are going. All these different things. And God says, keep digging. Keep digging. Keep digging. I promise you, little by little, brick by brick, Brick by brick, I'm going to change this in your life. you got to get to work on it, whatever it is. Oh, an addiction, a pain, a sickness, a health, whatever it may be. It's a process, folks. It's a, we'll talk about that in a minute. God's doing has a process in all this. And, folks, let me, let me just do this. Let me put one more brick on top of here, if you don't mind. I'm going to put one more on top of here. And then we'll get to preaching again. Then we'll get to preaching again. But, folks, I'm going to tell you something. What God expects is every time you do something for you to build the wall up and not tear it down. I see the I see the of preparation, the ark, and how long it took, the fence, the digging, all that we got to do, and then I see the the bricks of expectation. I wonder how many most people are saying. I wonder how twenty one is going to go. We're going to base everything on whether Biden actually goes in the White House. He's going. The world's too evil right now. The world's too evil right now. He's going in. But here's what I want to tell you about that. That should never, that should never be the determining factor for what God's people do. That shit, you just, you, you, hey, you just do what you got to do. You just swing. You just go into the fight. You just run into the wave. Whatever happens, happens. God says, listen, I'm the same God. Does Biden have control over me? Can Biden tell me what to do? Can Trump tell me what to do? I'm God. I'll do what I have to at Mountain View. Oh, that we not, that we not concern ourselves. We have to believe that God can do that. You say, Ryan, yes, but there's practical matters, and there's a way to look at this in a practical way. And we'll talk about that in just a minute. But folks, I'm gonna tell you something. We gotta believe God can and prepare our way. We gotta get this what look, we gotta get our church ready. I promise you, it'll pass us by. We'll be looking in the rearview mirror, wondering what happened. We'll be looking ahead of us, wondering what's going on over there, what's happening over there. Somebody prepared. Somebody got ready. I see the brick of expectation. Oh, folks, you know what our problem is? Our, Sometimes, two cycle engines, I was telling Chris and Curran about this not too long ago, and I've told just about everybody in this room this story, but I'm going to tell it again. Sometimes, <laughs> I get mad at two cycle engines. Sometimes they take my religion 
I'm working on them, you know, and I'm trying to crank them. <laughs> trying to crank them, and I pull it out of there, and this new, this new fuel and this ethanol and all is gumming everything up, so you have to get the non-ethanol gas, all this. Anyway, I'm trying to crank this, this, this pressure washer, and I'm cranking, and I'm cranking, and I'm cranking, and I'm having a good time. I'm getting a shoulder workout. Yeah, and I'm just getting mad, 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 mad. And listen, I, I, I'm telling you, guys, I'm in church, and I'm preaching. It was almost audible, Victor, said, do not kick that machine. I promise you, it was, if God spoke, he spoke that day. Do not kick that machine. Boom! As soon as I did, I went to the ground. I couldn't move. My back was gone. I had never had back problems, haven't since. I laid there, and here's, here's what I want you to know. Here's what I, this is kind of a little side note. Here's what I want you to know. I felt closer to God at that moment than I ever have. Because Daddy said not to. I did it in a rage. I kicked it. I went to the ground. I said, Lord, I can't even walk without you holding my hand. I got, I crawled, got up on my hands and knees and I started crawling up the hill around our house. Anybody knows about it? We got a hill, hill that goes around and I crawled up the hill and I went inside and I laid on the carpet. And I said, Lord, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what's happened to me. I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I gotta, we got to feed our family. We got to do all. I don't, I don't know. And I just wept and cried and told him I was sorry. I know it's just a, I know it's just a two-cycle engine. Listen to me. Now, listen, this, is a, this, is a, this is a message. I said, I'm so sorry, but I got, I got to feed my family. Lord, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I, it was stupid. It was awful. And I laid there for just a minute. And all of a sudden, I said, huh. I rolled over on my side and I got up. I got up and started walking around my house as if it never happened. I have yet to kick another two-cycle engine, amen? But here, 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 here's what I want you to know. Some of you, like a two-cycle engine, your expector is dusty. It's been sitting up. You don't, you don't have a, if you can just get through tomorrow, you're happy. One day at a time, sweet Jesus. If you just give me tomorrow, I'm happy. You can just give me tomorrow, I'm happy. Listen, listen, I, I get it, I get it. If you just give me tomorrow. But listen, here's what I'm talking about. We have our expectors, where we expect big things, where we expect Lazarus to come forth, when we expect the little uh, Jay Iris' daughter to come forth, when we expect people to be saved, people to be born again, when we expect that those expectors we packed away, we packed away and they've gummed up. They've been up for so long. And we bring them out every once in a while when there's a good sermon and we go, yank, 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 yank. And as soon as we don't get anything, we kick it. We kick it. Oh, God, the magic clown didn't bring me my prize. He says, no, no, no. If you obey me, I will do it little by little. Oh, our expectors, our expectors. We got to expect good things from God. And don't expect anything special from the world. 
Expecting the world to treat you like treat you good because you're a good person. It's like trying to expect a bull to treat you good because you're a vegetarian. It doesn't work. It doesn't work, folks. My, my daughter sent me something today. It was a little sign. It says, it's a little, little, little uh, meme, and it said, I'm a, I'm a desertitarian. And I guarantee you I love my desserts too. I do. I love them. But here's the thing, folks. What are you expecting in 21 as a church? What are you expecting as a church, as a nationwide church? Oh, if we can just make it through, if they'll just let us have church, if they'll just let us go to church. No, 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 no. That's, that's, that's not even the issue. The issue is, what do we want God to do? Do we want him to move? Do we want him to do this? Do we want him to build a wall of protection? Do we want him to build a wall of strength? Something That's what Nehemiah, and, and, and listen, Justin Moore of us came up and said, well, are we doing Nehemiah's wall? Might as well be, because that's what they were doing. They were rebuilding a wall of strength. They were rebuilding a wall of strength. And everything you do, oh, listen to me, please. Oh, goodness, let me just go. I preach on okay then there's the bricks there's the bricks of process what does he say in verse 29 I'll not drive them out before thee in one year lest the land become desolate and the beast of the field multiply against thee I don't know of too many places in the Bible where he says this I can't tell you how many times and it's my human side. How many times I've said, God, just like David, God, destroy these enemies of God. I'm serious, I've said it. Destroy them. I just soon all of them be gone. And I'm sure they've said the same of me. God says, I'm not going to drive them out like that. If I drove them out like that, you'd all starve to death. You say, oh, Ryan, if they just get rid of all these Democrats or all these socialists, all that, whoa, 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 whoa. If God came in and did that, this whole world starved to death. You say, oh, no, oh, they're all the workers of this, that, and the other. Let me tell you something, folks. It'd take us 10 years to adjust. Here's why. When you, go, when you go to the stores, a lot of them aren't Republicans, folks. A lot of them aren't conservatives. Uh, many of them are, but a lot of them aren't. A lot of school teachers aren't. A lot of them are. A lot, of, a lot of social workers, hey, I tell you what, where's your social security check going to come from? Where are these people, most of these people working in here? Are, are, listen, they, they are misguided. They are wrong. They are things. But listen, if God just came in and wiped them all out, it'd be 10, 15 years before we could all adjust on that thing and try to figure out, no, I don't want that. I want God to bring his holiness back into this land. I want revival to come in this land. And I want every man, woman, boy, and girl to have the opportunity to come to Jesus. He says, I'm not going to do it that way. I'm going to do it little by little. And I'm going to change things little by little. If you keep obeying, I'll, you'll see things happen in your life. He says, you'll see, you'll see things happen over and over again. It's all a process, folks. Brick by brick by brick. Let me, let, me say, let me say this on this point. People come to me all the time with marriage counseling. I'm not a very good counselor. I'm, I just, I'm just straightforward. I don't, I don't take a whole lot of, I just, okay, that was dumb. But here's the thing. Man or woman, I've heard it from both sides. Man will come up to me. He'll be sitting there. His wife will be beside him. He'll say, listen, we went through all this. I bought her flowers. It ought to be over. Guys, let me tell you something. Just like, just like this paper here. Just like this plastic here. 
there's been something wrong done in your life. And then I try to cover it by deed. You can still see it. It's a little less clear. And then there's a second deed and a third deed. And it gets less and less where you can see it. But then all of a sudden you do something stupid and 10 or 15 layers come off and you're back to the, back to the whole beginning. Somebody says, oh, if I could just get flowers, everything would be all right. Or she'll say, listen, listen, I know I was talking to that person on my phone and I was texting them on my phone. I know I was doing that, but, and, and I give it in my phone for two weeks. That ought to be enough. He ought to trust me by now. And I'm just mad because he doesn't trust me. God says, it's a process. Little by little of obedient steps of the bricks. You want to build a wall in your marriage? You want to build a good wall, a good wall of strength in your marriage? It's brick by brick, deed by deed. Oh, your health. You always say, oh, listen, I want to get healthy. Folks, listen, I, I know apple a day keeps the doctor away. But listen, I, I've been on the donut side. A donut side won't keep them away, amen? I went on a diet for a whole month, and all I lost was 30 days, amen? That's, that's all I lost was 30 days. Hey, look, look, Walmart, you can get these fancy scales. And there's this scale, man, to do body mass index, fat index, all these. And I was looking at this sucker, I said, man, that's the one I need right there. And I kept reading all the stuff it did, your weight, all this uh, water retention. And I sat the thing down, went and got a box of donuts. Hey, man, I, I just, I'm just done. But somebody says, oh, I want to get healthy. I want to get healthy. Folks, it's a process. Addictions. Folks, you think, oh, listen. I got it whipped. I've been, I've been free and clear one day. There are times, I know, I know friends. Well, let's just, be, let's just be honest. When I was a teenager, I loved to drink. I drank from probably about age 11 to age 22. And here was the thing. Somebody say, oh, listen, you got rid of that? Yes, God got rid of that. But let me tell you something about that. Let me tell you something about that. You get me on a lawnmower. Hey, no, no, listen, I, I, don't, I don't drink. I'm not, I'm not going there. But you get me on a lawnmower on a hot summer day. I've been driving around that yard. And all of a sudden, it's like the devil walks out. He comes out by the pool. <laughs> he says, wouldn't you like this? It ain't a big deal. It's just a drink. Folks, let me tell you something about these walls in 2021. Mountain View, everything that we do is going to be for a purpose. It's going to be put one in front of the other. It's going to be to build. It's going to be to build strength in walls. It's going to be every, everything that we sing, everything that we do, all those things like that. I, that's, that's what it's about. Oh, and here's the thing. Here's the last thing. Every single brick matters. Miss Sherry's back there. Miss Sherry's back there. Hey, I remember, and I may have told this, I may have told this in here one time. I may have told y'all the story. We were in Sunday school, and I don't know what lesson I was given or anything like that. But Miss Sherry came to me, and she was always to herself. It was freezing in our Sunday school class. She was always to herself. She came up to me and she gave me a list of 20 reasons why people don't get involved in church. She didn't know all she needed was one. <laughs> she gave me 20. Within a week or two after she gave that to me, we never got to speak. Within a week or two, she went and she started serving in the children's ministry. 
She's made so many blankets. I can't count how many she's sent to, to the ministries here in town. I can't count how many she's given to some of you. And she loves, she loves her. She's coming on Monday nights and she's cleaning dishes. She's a mason and she's putting in brick. It ain't just the preachers putting in brick. People walking up, they, they, bring the, they bring that plate up there and they put it down. They put that plate down. Oh, listen. And they say, listen, we're going to take up the offering. Every one of those is a brick. Every one of those is a brick. Every person teaching Sunday school every single week. Oh, and listen, remember the thing between the artist and the oil painter. Remember the artist and the oil painter. The thing, paint by number, people. Remember that. If you come in and you say, I'm just going to go through the motions teaching these children, there's a difference between bringing an oil painting that you've got a thousand of and bringing artwork that you said, oh, I poured labor and heart into this. And every time... Though the church will never see the lesson you taught, God sees every one of them. Oh, it's a brick after brick after brick. Every brick we have in this new year, every song that we sing, every Sunday school lesson, every smile. Folks, I promise you the difference between somebody singing up here in the choir with a mean face. I don't want to be up here. Noel, first Noel. Ha! Folks, listen, listen, listen to me. Every person in the choir, to an extent, is a minister. A minister. You are ministering to people. If you've got to hold it in for just a little, you've got to hold your frown in for just about 30 minutes, it, that'll be okay. Get to your seat and frown. Up here, no. Every smile, every encouragement, every encouragement, every, every dish that's washed, every blanket that's made, every light that's fixed, every electrical problem that's fixed, every time, every changed diaper. Folks, God, God's just as pleased with a woman who's changing a diaper than it is with Ryan Christopher preaching the Word of God. Every brick we're putting in there, every brick going in the wall. And I'm going to tell you something, folks. I'm going to tell you something. A lot of times... We never, we don't realize, we don't realize what God's doing in all of it. We say, oh, listen, I don't, I don't know about all this. I don't know what, you know, a brick after brick, what he may be doing. I'll tell you exactly what he's doing. I'm going to turn this around. I know the cameras can get this. But a lot of times, we don't realize everything you're doing is building the kingdom. Everything, every time he takes a, a, a movement on that violin. He's putting brick in the wall. Every time, every time Keith gets up here, Johnny, every time you get aggravated with me and I get aggravated, we're trying to get stuff over these ramps to get built. Hey, that's putting brick in the wall. Every time somebody's putting money in the plate, that's putting brick in the wall. Every time somebody's singing, when they, when they just didn't feel like it, I said, listen, I'm going to praise you no matter what. Every praise we give God, every praise we give God is for his glory. And it is another brick. It is another strength. It is that. You say, Ryan, what about 21? We are going to give every single thing that we do to the glory of God. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Folks, I'm going to tell you something. I know most of us in this room, if not all of us, are believers, but I cannot let this night go without telling someone who may not believe that you can be saved tonight. You can get your life right with Jesus Christ. You say, Ryan, how do I make my life right with Jesus? Oh, folks, let me tell you. All you got to do is repent of your sins. You say, Ryan, how do I do that? Folks, Folks, if you want to be right with God, 
remember this, he died on the cross to pay your debt. He died on the cross to pay your debt. He wants to, he wants to desperate, he wants to love you, he wants to forgive you, he wants to save you. But you got to ask him. Friend, if you want to make it right with God, I want you to pray this prayer, but you got to mean it with all your heart. It's not a magic prayer. We're not doing that. I'm not going to save you. Jesus is. you got to mean it with all of your heart. Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner, and I'm so sorry for my sin. I pray, God, that you'll forgive me of my sin, that you'll save me, that you'll help me, that you'll get me through. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sin. Thank you that you're alive again and that you will save my soul and help me live for you. I want desperately to live for you. I can't do it by myself. Will you please save me? Every head bowed and every eye closed. Friend, if you pray that prayer while we're singing in just a moment, come see me. Lord Jesus, we love you. We praise you. We thank you. We give you all glory, honor, and praise and thank you for all you do. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. As you'll stand and sing, let me tell you what we're going to do. Normal invitation, we do a lot of different songs for normal invitation, but I said it just a minute ago. I said, everything we do, everything we do is for his glory. We're going to sing a good old, good old hymn that we sing in here sometimes, not a hymn, but here, a good old song we sing in here, every praise. Folks, I want you to praise him. I want you to praise him. We got, listen, God has blessed this church up and down, has blessed this church for decades. He's going to keep doing it. And listen, every praise for everything here ought to be given to him and for his glory. What a wonderful and inspiring word we've just heard. It is our prayer that our Lord has richly blessed you through this message. Please join us next time for another message from our pastor. Until then, may you find hope and peace through Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior.